Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoy the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Start Church podcast, Beyond the Call the podcast that is empowering and equipping pastors and ministry leaders to protect what God has given them to lead. My name is Justin Upchurch, and I will be your host today. At Start Church, we want to help pastors and ministry leaders to establish a solid legal foundation for their churches and ministries. And in addition to that, we want to help pastors and ministry leaders to properly take advantage of every benefit afforded to them. Our topic today is one that is close to every minister's heart. In today's podcast, we want to talk about the minister's housing allowance, what it is and what it isn't, what you can do to maximize your housing allowance, and what you can do to fix your housing allowance and to make sure it's compliant. So to help us address some of these questions about minister's housing allowance, we have Jared Stills in the studio today. Jared is our director of sales here at Start Church. Jared, welcome, and thanks for taking the time to join us today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me again. Awesome. So before we get started, I, I want to let our listeners know that if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, one of the ways you can reach out to us is via email. You can send us uh, an email to podcast.startchurch.com, or you can just simply give us a call at 844-641-5718. Now, Jared, we get into the, before we get into the nitty-gritty of maximizing and fixing one's housing allowance, I, I think it's necessary to first address what housing allowance is and what it is not. So, uh, Jared, I kind of have a multi-layered question for you. Uh, one, so through your thousands of conversations here at Start Church with ministers all across the country, where or how do ministers, you know, quote-unquote, trip up in their understanding of housing allowance? And then two, part two of that question, what do ministers need to understand about the nature of housing allowance? You know, what it is and what it is not. Absolutely. So the first part of your question there, or the first question you asked, you know, what is it that uh, really trips up the understanding? I think a lot of it has to do with the name housing allowance. Mm -hmm. People hear that and they automatically think, you know, back to their childhood, oh, I got an allowance, you know, here's some extra money that's going to help me cover some expenses. Okay. When really that is not truly what the housing allowance is designed to be and what it is. And through the conversations we've had, you know, oftentimes we find that, um, you know, just the confusion about the name is probably the biggest thing that we we hear. Sure. And then there's also the the instance where maybe they came from another church that never really explained the housing allowance. They just know, hey, I got uh, something called a housing allowance. I right. never really asked questions. I never really had a good understanding of what it was. It was something that maybe the elders put into place or the the board had established, but they never really got a good explanation on what it was or what it meant. Um, so that's really, you know, I think where people trip up on their understanding. And then the important things to understand about the nature of the housing allowance. So again, um, understanding that it's additional income, um, you know, it's it's not really additional income that you're going to be getting. Right. It's not a separate check or a payment from the church or ministry. Okay. We have dealt with some organizations that have done that. You know, you get two checks, one for your compensation, your salary, one for your housing allowance. And while there are ways to make that work, it, it, we find it's often confusing and difficult. And then it's also not additional income on top of your salary, which is the other thing people often think, mm -hmm. oh, hey, I'm going to get an extra bit of money above and beyond my salary. So if the you know, salary is 35000 
you know, I'm going to get an extra 20000 in housing allowance right. when really that's not the way it's set up. Gotcha. So, so the minister's housing allowance is an amount of one salary that is excluded from income tax. So like you were saying, the, the term housing allowance is kind of where maybe some of that confusion lies in that it's not an allowance, but it's more of an exclusion from uh, an, an amount that is excluded from income tax. So, so let's say, you know, for instance, let's just say that I'm a full-time minister and, and I earn a salary of you know, 50000 per year, and I want to take advantage of the housing allowance afforded to me as an ordained minister. So do I just determine a certain amount and claim it as my housing allowance amount? Yeah, it's not quite that simple. There's a specific chain of events, actually, that need to take place okay. in order for the minister's housing allowance to be compliant. And so the process, you know, in turn, helps to allow the minister to maximize uh, their housing allowance. Okay, so so this that makes sense. And, and I imagine there are many ministers who may listen to this podcast and, and may not be aware that, that there is a certain process that needs to happen when establishing their own housing allowance. Uh, for some ministers, they may need to fix their housing allowance or, you know, even completely change how it's established. So what is the first thing ministers need to know about uh, establishing their housing allowance? Yeah, so the first few steps, number one is it needs to be board approved. Okay. So that's something that's important to understand. And the second part of that is that it's not retroactive. Okay. So it's something that, you know, if you get it established now, you have a board meeting now, it's going to be valid from that date going forward. But I'm not going to be able to go back, for example, and claim the first part of the year and say, hey, this housing allowance is going to cover my entire year Mm -hmm. unless it was voted on, you know, January 1 at the beginning of the year. So that's, uh, you know, some of the first steps that are important. Sure. Other things that are important to understand is the housing allowance, you have to use what's called a least of three rule. Okay. And you got to understand there's a science and an art to determining the housing allowance. And so, you know, the way we, we teach it at the conferences is you can set up the housing allowance to be a, up to 100% of your minister's income. Gotcha. Uh, but there's three calculations that have to happen. So the first one of those is going to be, you know, when you're sitting down in December, January, let's look at the actual expenses that I had for that previous tax year. Okay. Uh, the next thing you're going to look at, number two, is going to be the estimated expenses for that upcoming year. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing you have to take into consideration is the fair market rental value uh, plus the furnishings. So there's three different calculations that need to be made. Gotcha. So, so setting the housing allowance up, you know, you mentioned up to 100% of the minister's income doesn't actually mean that the housing allowance will actually be 100% because the minister must also consider, like you said, the fair rental value of his or her in home, um, and then even the actual amount required to, to provide a home. Um, so is, is that it, or is there anything else that, that a minister needs to consider? Yes. Yeah, so it's something that needs to be done annually. You know, it's not something where you're just going to say, hey, I've got a set housing allowance um, I set it once, you know, 10 years ago, and it's going to remain that for the rest of the time. It's something that you need to calculate every year. Okay. So having a worksheet, you know, that you're going to fill out every, uh, again, end of December, beginning of January, that's going to look at those three numbers mm-hmm. and be able to show, hey, this is how I calculated this housing allowance. Okay. All right. So just to kind of recap so far what a minister needs to do. First of all, it needs to be board approved and documented in board meeting minutes. Uh, and then also along with that is the the housing allowance cannot be retroactive. So, for instance, here we are in the month of uh, March 
if we were to approve my housing allowance today, I couldn't include the months of January and February, correct? That's correct. So it's best to either to approve the housing allowance either, you know, December of the you know the the of last year going into the new year or either like early in January that way you're not missing out on anything. That's right. And we also recommend it just as soon as you feel like hey there's going to be compensation coming my way, mm-hmm. you know, try to get it it set up, you know, a few months in advance. Sure. Yeah. So it's not something that, you know, you're you're following suit saying, "Hey, okay, there's money coming in. I want to apply my housing allowance. It's not going to work that way." So try to get it done you know, a few months ahead of time if possible. Yeah, got that, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, board approved, housing allowance is not retroactive. Uh, then essentially there's the least of, th- least of three rule um, where you're looking at the fair rental value of your home, you're looking at the actual expenses of what it costs to live in your home, and then you're looking at like a projected value of, of your home for the, for the, uh, the coming up year. Um, and then essentially it needs to be maintained on an annual basis. That's correct. Gotcha. Okay, so this seems pretty easy so far, but I can also see how this can be a bit uh, overwhelming, perhaps, for for some ministers who, you know, like you said, some ministers may not have been involved in the process in their previous church. So how are we able to help ministers uh, with this aspect of, of their compensation and even in this aspect of compliance? Absolutely. So this is something we've been doing for a long time, you know, fielding calls on this. I would say definitely around the beginning of the year, when people are working on their tax returns and trying to get their benefits in line, um, that's when we get the most calls about this. And we do have a service for that where, you know, an individual can call in and say, hey, I've got questions about my housing allowance. I need some help. You know, we want uh, board meeting minutes. I'd love to have that worksheet, you know, that that helps me calculate it every year. Mm -hmm. And we do have a service for that uh, that we offer. It's just $199. Okay. So, again, somebody calls in, sends an email, uh, we can get that set up. Pretty easy process. Only takes us uh, a couple weeks to get in place. And then again, once the board meeting is completed, uh, then you're good to roll forward with that housing allowance. Awesome. Well, I'm sure many ministers would find our housing allowance service invaluable and very helpful. Um, so once ministers, uh, once, a minister, once a minister has determined his or her housing allowance and it has uh, been properly approved and documented by the board of directors, what else does a minister need to know? So definitely one thing you want to do is keep track of your records, your calculations that you make. So when you do your taxes, again, all you're going to be presenting to your board and what's going to go on your W-2 is going to be the final calculated amount. But in the case of an audit, you know, if the IRS were to come and audit your tax return, Mm -hmm. they're going to want to see how you came up with that number. Sure. So you need to keep those worksheets that you use to say, hey, this is how I calculated this number. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we recommend making several copies of those. Sure. You know, keep one with your tax return, keep another one in a separate spot. Uh, Just in case it ever gets questioned, you'll have that paperwork in place. Gotcha. That's that's actually a very uh, smart, smart idea. Um, you know, not only for the church to have a copy, but it sounds like, you know, for the minister to have a copy of all that documentation for his or her personal records in case anything comes up, you know, when he or she is doing their taxes. Um, And and this kind of leads into another question I have for you. So since it's tax season right now, uh, it seems only fitting to ask how how should the housing allowance be reported for tax purposes? Um, And does it even really need to be reported? That's a great question. And we've dealt with people who've come to us and said, hey, I get a housing allowance. It just gets excluded from everything. 
You know, it's not reported on any of my forms or any of those things. Uh, but the issue can be there if you need to prove compensation. Mm-hmm. So I had uh, one pastor who called in, their child was attending university, they were receiving some funds, and they had to prove their uh, compensation. And without something documenting that, mm-hmm. you know, it was tough for them to say, hey, this is what I received. Right. So we recommend, you know, put it on your W-2. It goes in box number 14 okay. of the W-2. And then you want to make sure that it's, you know, properly in there. And it's not totally tax-free. This is another thing that people misunderstand. They think, oh, if I've got $20,000 as a housing allowance, right. that's $20,000 in free money. Mm-hmm. So it is still subject to the self-employment tax, which uh, right now that rate is 15.3%. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still a good savings, you know, as opposed to paying maybe 25 or 30%, you know, at the full tax rate, you're getting sure. that discount. And then, you know, partnering with it with the self-employment tax exemption, we have a lot of pastors that do that as well. Um, to avoid having to pay that 15.3%. But it is important to understand, you know, your housing allowance is still subject to some tax, Mm -hmm. uh, but you want to make sure it gets onto your W-2. That way you have proof of that income. Gotcha. You know, that's a very interesting point that you bring up, because typically even, you know, even though I'm not a minister, you know, when I hear housing allowance, I I think tax-free income. And I know ministers are thinking that as well. But when you mention the thing about the the self-employment tax that, you know, ministers are are required to withhold and to pay that 15.3%. And if they're not opted out, then their housing allowance is still subject to that 15.3%. And I can imagine that many ministers out there who are not exempt or who have not opted out of self-employment tax probably don't connect those dots uh, because you're just thinking tax-free income and they're not paying that 15.3%. So that's a very good point. Uh, that's something to consider, you know, if ministers are out, you know, out there and they're, they're still within that time frame of being able to opt out, that perhaps they want to go through the process of, of opting out of self-employment tax. Um, or just being more mindful, you know, during tax season of hey, saying, hey, you know, even though my, my housing allowance is exempt from federal income tax, it's still subject to the self-employment tax. So that's a very good point. Um, so, so really, this is this all has been uh, a tremendous amount of useful and helpful information, and I, I hope for our listeners that this conversation has brought some clarity to the housing allowance as it pertains uh, to you and to your role as a minister. Uh, for those of you who are listening and have further questions about your housing allowance, um, you know, Jared, what would you say to them as far as the next steps for them to take? Definitely pick up the phone. You know, give us a call, shoot an email over here. Uh, we want to make sure we have that conversation for a lot of the pastors and ministers we work with. This is their first time, you know, receiving a housing allowance. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just launching a church or a ministry or, again, um, you know, you've been on staff before and it's been handled, yeah, a lot of them don't really understand. So typically it'll take about maybe a 30-minute conversation on the phone yeah. where we can really explain, okay, you know, let's break down some numbers with you talk about the steps to take, mm-hmm. and then see if the service is something that, that's right for you. Awesome. Well, Jared, thank you again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us and, and help us to better understand what the minister's housing allowance is, how to fix it, and, and really even how to make sure it's compliant. And, and to our listeners, I realize that this is a lot of information to take in and to process, and I want to encourage you that you are not alone with your questions. And if you have any questions and you want to talk this through some more, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, so again, you can send us an email, and you can send that to podcast.startchurch.com. Or if you have any questions uh, about housing allowance or anything else, you can give us a call, and that number is 844-641-5718. 
Well, thanks again for listening to another episode of Start Church's podcast, Beyond the Call. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you have heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.